now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Roaster Boy George Mackay back here again for the MLW Rewind. And today is one of those special twofers. That's right, a two for one. We're giving you last week's and this week's. And as you guys know, I never do this alone. Welcome the one and only Uncle Bobby B. What's happening, buddy? How's it going? Ah, you know, I can't complain yourself. I can com- I can complain, but this isn't the, the time or place for that. Uh, or, or the platform. I mean, it could be the platform, but... I was no, actually talking... going to do something, something nice, but uh, considering what happened before we pushed record, I'll just skip it. I was, I had a whole ten bell salute thing to your car, and I wanted to do a moment of silence, but I won't. Oh, fuck my car! I don't even want to talk about that that piece of shit right now. <laughs> uh, let's let's just talk about non pieces of shit. Let's talk about MLW. All right, time for let me just let me just close down the ten bell salute. I had the sound effect and everything prepared. Oh, you don't want? I'm not. It's 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 a sore spot with me right now. Fair enough. I was just trying to make a lighthearted situation. Okay, so last week was the one that uh, Rob and I had to uh, step aside, but we did uh, drop one from the archives, one of our conversations with Myron Reed when he was a member of MLW. It's one of our favorite episodes, so that's why we dropped it on SNME, which is if you are listening to, welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. Yada, yada, yada. Everywhere else, welcome. All right, so uh, we get the Slaughterhouse recap and the recap of all the title changes, so in case anybody didn't watch Slaughterhouse, spoilers ahead uh akira no longer the middleweight now it is rocky romero uh delmi exo no longer the featherweight it is now janai kai so those were a couple of the big title changes um the tag team titles were not defended but and that's going to be happening in the weeks to come but uh, did i miss anything you're, you're making a squinty eyed face did i miss another title no change no 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 i think no. I'm, I'm on point with all the title changes all right i just so, can't I'm, I'm old and blind i can't see fair enough all right sam with uh sam with love duck asking how things are going with him and Becca. And he says, they're not good. They're not great. So I guess it's in the middle, if you will. Um, Just kind of where they were stagnant. But he did buy her some really expensive chocolates. And as he goes to show Sam the turn of the box of chocolates, it is snatched from his hands by the one and only Selena Delorenta, who starts eating the chocolates with a smile and a grin. Basically, I, I guess, saying that they were fantastic. And then she pretty much swears at the other two in Spanish as they scurry away uh what did you what did you think about the uh the i guess non-answers that we got from love doug and about the fact that uh selena de la renta is a bully inside the ring and outside of the ring well selena definitely uh making her presence known uh just getting her face in everywhere in everybody's business Mm -hmm. uh she's clearly here to make an impact right off the bat with uh promotions dorados uh so yeah i i enjoyed we're getting to see a little more love doug and this potentially blossoming romance with becca yeah yeah we we definitely got some more of that later on the show uh but the first match was love doug himself after being scurried away from losing his chocolates i wonder how much he paid that was a pretty expensive box i'm gonna say that was a 50 dollar box all day yeah it could That's, be yeah so selena she she got a grabbed a whole handful a third of that box was definitely gone right off the hop so good for her. I mean, she can eat like that and still look great. Fantastic. Right. Well done. Hey, listen, I I, I looked at her eating the chocolates. I gained 10 pounds. So <laughs> what did that tell you? 
Uh, so this is the uh, Love Dog versus Ichivan. It's the Eliminator match to determine the new number one contender for Rocky Romero's middleweight strap. Uh, this match was fucking great. Two words that I couldn't say. Love Doug and Ichivan had some amazing chemistry. Love Doug really showed me what he could do in the ring. I already knew he was a great talent with a great character, but we haven't really seen much of his in-ring work in MLW, and we got to see it, and no better way to showcase it than against Ichiban. Uh, Ichiban does score the win with the Ichiban Kai, which is his finisher, but man, oh man, Love Doug did have him. He literally had him, and Ichiban kind of squeaked by with that win, to be honest. Love Doug had him, and uh, just yeah. really wasn't clicking near the end, but... Fuck, did he really impress me? So kudos to Love Doug, man. Fantastic. Yeah, even Matt Stryker was putting him over, uh, which Stryker won't do if, if you don't impress him. So for, for Love Doug to even be putting over, or excuse me, for Matt Stryker to even be putting Love Doug over for his skills, yeah, that definitely says something. It was a fun match. Uh, Ichiban's got a really exciting moveset, and they had some great chemistry. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, after the match, Sam is with Love Doug at the ramp, Asking about how he feels about coming so close to the victory, but not getting it. And at that point, as he's about to answer, one of Becca's backup dancers uh, brings him a card. And it's a card from Becca. And he's not going to reveal what was inside the card. He's not going to give anything away, but she might come to one of his future matches. So whatever else is in the card, we'll never know. But that was the one tidbit that he did say. So we may see Becca returning to MLW to watch Love Doug in a match. Hmm. Interesting. Possibly a change of heart from Becca. Maybe. I mean, right now she's stranglehold by her record company to try to get this anticipated album out. And I get it. I mean, a record company made an investment and they have not seen a return on their investment yet. So while they let the artist create, uh, she was busy going all over the world, kicking ass, taking names, which is all fine and dandy. You're building the brand. I get it. But there was no return on this investment that this. And also, we don't even know which record company signed her. But apparently some record companies pissed off because they put money in and they have got nothing back. So it's a major one. It's okay. Which one? I'm not at liberty to say. Because you don't even fucking know. Moving on. Filthy Tom with Sam Laterna uh calling out MLW and Don King for cheating. He says that last time he was here, that ref fucking screwed him. And now he's back in the same ref screwed him. And uh, you know what? He's not returning. MLW. No, no, he has proudly joined the World Titan Federation and they are going to change the course of pro wrestling. So not only has St. Laurent secured the indie god Matt Cardona, he brought back Gene Snitsky. Okay, now he's got fucking filthy Tom Lawler in the mix and there's also someone else I'm forgetting. Davey Boy? Davey Boy. He's injured, but... Well, he, well, not really injured. He's got the... He's recovering from appendicitis. But right. Yeah, but still, he's he's in incognito right now, but <clears throat> now he's added Filthy Tom Lawler to the fucking mix. That's okay, but all I can say about this is, if you're MSL, piece of advice, watch Tom Lawler, man, because that guy's only great at being a soldier for so long. He will definitely want to make more of a stamp in the WTF, and I don't know if he's just trying to backdoor his way in so he can take the whole thing over. I'm not sure. For whatever reason, MSL threw some money his way, and now Tom Lawler, I guess, is a member of MLW, but through the World Titan Federation. Rob, what do you think about this bombshell announcement from Filthy Tom? Yeah, WTF adding to the ranks, uh, another big signing with Filthy Tom. So I guess, is he back for an extended spell? Or, because I mean, he wasn't 
signed or anything before he he hopped in the main event there at Slaughterhouse. So, well, he's still got his contractual obligations with New Japan. Uh, how far those go, I'm not sure. I'm not Interesting. sure. Okay, so he's not back. He's, he's clearly back for more than just a one-off. Uh, so it's great to have Vilti Tom back with MLW. He adds a lot of excitement and prestige to the league. And a big announcement that he's joining the World Titan Federation. Mr. St. Laurent is clearly uh, assembling himself a star-studded faction there. It's it's interesting, though, because, you know, Promotions Dorados, World mm-hmm. Titan Federation mm-hmm. could add some friction. Definitely could have some friction. And you know what? Uh, Only time will tell right now. But I feel like there's a cohesiveness, especially from what we saw in tonight's episode. But we'll keep things rolling. Uh, we got a recap of Alex Kane's uh, and Matt Cardona's run-in or attack, if you will, at Slaughterhouse as it went off the air. Apparently, there's also a backstage incident with Mance Warner and Matt Cardona. And Mance plans on calling Cardona out tonight. We also get a recap of the Kevin Blackwood assault from Tony Deppin and TJ Crawford. And they're in the back with another promo, standing in front of a uh, spray-painted wall that reads... I can't remember what it read. I didn't write that down. It's not on my notes. But scratch that. It's in front of some kind of spray-painted wall. They worked it into the promo. Whatever. Listen, I'm tired, okay? It's been a long week. Uh, But uh, yeah, you know, and they're planning their next attack because they took the number one draft pick out. They put him on the shelf. And they got a rush from that. And Crawford says he's got an idea. And then he pushes the camera out of the way. And then we find out after this that Tony Deppin has been suspended. Because he was originally fined for the attack on Kevin Blackwood. But he refused to pay the fine. So now he's been suspended. So, I don't know. If you're Tony Deppin, would you just pay the fine and carry on? Or do you feel he's right to say, I'm not going to pay the fine for fucking up your number one draft pick, which probably was a huge signing bonus towards Kevin Blackwood from LW for getting him as a number one draft pick. So now that number one draft pick, i.e. an investment is now on the shelf. So if I'm, if I'm him, I don't pay, but that's because I'm him. If I'm me, I pay. If you're core power, do you, do you agree that the suspension was the right way to go? Well, what else are you supposed to do when somebody doesn't pay you? Send them to collections? Like you suspend them. Most people do. Go to collections all the time. I don't know if you can send somebody to collections for a, for an unpaid, an unpaid professional <laughs> fine. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to dive deeper into that for sure. Uh, now we get the SGC promo from Manders, and he's asking if Cardona is ready because he's about to go cowboy, and he's going to get an ass whooping later tonight. And also, heavy security is in the billing, or sorry, in the building. Uh, from MLW, and if another brawl breaks out between the World Titan Federation and the Bumaye Fight Club, there will be consequences. And mm-hmm. Sam is out back with MSL. MSL saying Cardona is about to be 2-0, the undefeated in MLW, as he sends Manders and the rest of SGC packing back to the trailer park. As that is our main event, the one called Manders versus Matt Cardona, who is uh, hoping he will be 2-0 after this. So, all the things I talked about, the SGC promo, uh, the heavy security announcement for the fact of the brawl between WTF and the Bumaye Fight Club, and then MSL's promo uh, stating that Matt Cardona will be 2-0 because he will school the one called Manders. What's your opinion and thoughts on all that? I don't know. Cardona, like, Cardona's got his his uh, pedigree, don't get me wrong, but like he's talking a lot for a guy who hasn't done a lot in MLW, so it'll... 
I'm going to be uh, cautiously optimistic on that, that he's going to, he's going to come out on top. I mean, Manders and the SGC are not to be trifled with. They, they have the numbers to, you know, represent themselves in the event of a big brawl and they've got allies. And I don't know, this, this could be uh, more than Matt Cardona's could be biting off more than he can chew here. So writing cat writing checks that his ass can't cash, possibly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I like that. I like that. It's a it's a good tidbit of information right there. Uh now match number two, the main event versus Bumaya members, Mr. Thomas and Jay Bougie. Uh, this is another great match. Ridiculously entertaining. Uh main event was solid as always. And I enjoyed actually the new tandem of Mr. Thomas and Jay Bougie. We know that Thomas is a big guy. We know that Thomas can throw down a Lariat, he can throw down, you know power slam all these big time moves but can he carry a match and it was nice to have him in there with jay bougie because bougie did a lot of the heavy lifting not physically but in terms of carrying the story um but they score a big win and uh, they needed a big win after what happened after slaughterhouse went off the air so bumaye scores the win on main event main event though love those guys if you don't know who they are or what they're about check out the straight talk wrestling archives youtube page and snme because i dropped an amazing conversation with both jay lyon and ringleader Midas. So you definitely want to check that one out. It was a great conversation. Uh, but uh, yeah, what did you think about this match? Main event being solid as always. But Jay Bougie really coming in the spotlight there. And I, I actually thought they gelled really well, him and Mr. Thomas. Yeah, very solid match. Striker again, uh, kind of questioning Jay Bougie uh, at the beginning of the match. But as it progressed, he, he kind of sold him. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. And like you said, Thomas can throw down a big spine buster or a lariat, but Jay Bougie did a lot of the, the work, uh, so to speak. And it was, it was a great match. I think all these guys got to showcase themselves in this and uh, yeah, it's tough on main event, taking the L, but a uh, big, big W for the boom A fight club. 150%. And speaking of the boom, A fight club, we get a promo from their leader, the one and only world champion, Alex Kane and uh, MLW is not the home of superstars, okay? This is combat sports. This is his house, and he was disrespected by Matt Cardona and the World Titan Federation. Try to fuck with him. Try to fuck with his people. Try to fuck with his company. He's not going to have it. He is MLW excellence. He suplexes hoes. He taps out hoes. And if you're a challenger of his title, understand that the mission is submission. And that is on Boumaye three times after. But I'm not going to do it because last time I did it, according to you, I seemed like a white guy who's trying to fit in. And I don't want to do that again. So, I didn't say that. Yeah, last time you were like, I'm a, I was like a, a, a white guy trying to impersonate someone. I don't know. You you did something with uh, Dave Chappelle or something like that. You said I sounded like... Anyways, regardless of the fact, I'm only going to say Boumaye once. But regardless, what did you think of Alex Kane's promo? I thought it was fire. I thought he yeah, really he was in the feels. Typical, typical Alex Kane, just coming out and doing his thing and not being a character so much as just being a turned up version of himself. So that's Alex being Alex and he taps hose out. So he does. Absolutely. And while he's tapping hose out, Mance Warner, he's been drinking and he's been drinking and he's been thinking. He's been drinking a little bit more and then he's been thinking a little bit more. And what's he thinking about? He's thinking about violence. And he's out back in the alleyway behind the 2300 arena. And he's looking for weapons. He finds a block of wood. He finds a screwdriver. And he's talking about all the things he could do with these weapons in terms of causing violence. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's, he's got violence on the mind. He's a violent man. 
So he's got violence on the mind. You're absolutely right. And how about this? Selena De La Renta, she's got some big news. Court Bauer won't make it to TV this week. He's got apparently a lawsuit that he is handling. So she will be the executive producer of tonight's episode. So this is last week's episode that we're recapping now, guys, or rewinding, if you will. And then we're going to get into this week's episode. So Selena De La Renta will be the executive producer of tonight's episode of Fusion. And as we know, every time she's done this in the past, ratings have gone through the roof. It's been an enjoyable episode of Fusion when she is helming the company. I will say that much. It's always great when Corp Power's there, but Selena De La Renta does add a little bit of spice to the Fusions, and I do enjoy when she's in charge of them. For sure. I can't can't argue with that. She, uh, she brings in the numbers. She's a draw. She's a ratings draw. Absolutely, 150%. And now it is main event time. Matt Cardona versus the one called Manders. MSL's on commentary. Uh, Cardona wins via the distraction from MSL, but it was a great match nonetheless. Every time I see Manders, he impresses me more and more. He literally had Cardona beat. He had him beat, but the distraction caused gave Cardona the opening, and that's what the Indie God does best. He finds those small little openings that he can gain something from, and he just absolutely kills it. And I really did enjoy this match, but I, I enjoy the fact that they let Manders kind of have this one. I, I kind of feel like SGC gave Manders the, or not SGC, sorry, MLW gave Manders the opportunity to flourish outside of his faction and go toe-to-toe with the Indy God. And I thought he held his own very, very well. And he continues to he impress did. me. He did. They, they, both these guys got their shit in. Uh, it was kind of like, excuse me, what you what you would expect from both of these guys? Um it was typical kind of Cardona, typical Manders. Uh, they both worked their own style, but Manders really took him to the to the brink. And if it wasn't for that distraction, Cardona would not be undefeated in MLW. That's for sure. Absolutely. And as they celebrate, uh, Sam Laterna is waiting for MSL and Cardona. And as she's about to ask her first question, Cardona just steals the mic right out of her hands. And talks about how he's undefeated and he's going to take over MLW. And then Mance Warner interrupts and he beats Matt Cardona offstage. And I don't know if you caught it, but St. Laurent actually hid behind Sam Laterna using her as a human shield. What a a fucking snaky dude. But uh, all in all, this episode was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Uh, We are now on the road to our next event. So uh, I can't wait for that. Like, I mean, they're already building it fantastically the build to uh slaughterhouse is great now we're building to Fightland, and that build has also been exciting so shall we get into tonight's episode let's do it all right so selena de la renta is the executive producer as i did mention and she kicks off the show with uh jesus rodriguez and he is introducing her as the one and only selena de la renta and she's talking about her history as a producer and how MLW, she's been amazing, and now she's back. And every episode she's produced, like I mentioned, has gone to maximum ratings. Maximum ratings. And just as she's kind of getting into her groove, she's interrupted by Ichiban and his interpreter, saying that the only way to make tonight's episode number one is, yeah, the crowd and everyone else got very, very involved in the number one, is to book the number one middleweight versus Rocky Romero for the middleweight title. And Ichiban versus Romero tonight. That's what they're hoping for. But the fact that they interrupted Selena, that's not going to sit well. So basically, they're getting punished. And he's going to have to fight 
Jesus Rodriguez right now. Literally, right after the intro, the match is happening. So uh, we get into that match. And it was a good match. I will give Rodriguez credit. He held his own against Ichiban. Uh, but again, Ichiban hitting that Ichiban, Ichiban Kai out of arguably anywhere. It's kind of like the RKO. He can hit it as long as he gets some room. And he wins. But he really doesn't get a chance to celebrate the win. Because as soon as he does, Rocky and Janai come out. And it's literally an assault. They put a chair in the ring. Selena's even getting in on it, digging the heels into his forehead while he's on the apron. Rocky picks him up and power slams him through that chair that did not budge. There was no give on this fucking steel chair. He put him through it and his back, Joe Dombrowski said it, his back absorbed all of that fucking power slam. And that chair looked like you could literally just move it aside and sit right down. There was no give on this fucking chair. But no give. What did you think about Jesus Rodriguez versus Ichiban? I thought Rodriguez held his own pretty damn well. I will give him credit on that. Uh, and what did you think about the assault from Promocios Dorado? Like literally the four-on-one assault because Selena, like I said, she got her shots in as well. well this is what you're going to get with Selena. I mean, she's making her presence felt. She's making moves. She's taking people out. She's getting belts on people. I mean... It, the match itself was was fun. I mean, like you said, full credit to Jesus Rodriguez. He can go, and uh, he took Ichiban, but Ichiban just had too much of a gulf in, in skill, and that aerial assault, I think, was the difference maker. So it's uh, it, it remains to be seen if Ichiban is going to be able to weather the the uh, storm of Promociones Dorados. I mean, it's you're not just going up against Rocky Romero. You're going up against the whole squad, so... It's 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 a big wall to climb. Absolutely is. And have you noticed that every time a new faction does get introduced, and I know we had our debate back and forth last week about factions, but every time a new faction gets gets introduced, they the heavy push on power is almost immediate. Titles changing very quickly. That new faction really gains power very quickly by getting these titles. And that's kind right. of what the calling did. And that's kind of what Promotios Dorado did now that they've got two titles in their their realm. So it's an interesting flux of power shift almost to who is going to be the premier faction at this point. Now, Bumaye obviously still at the top because they hold the biggest prize in MLW. So when you're holding the biggest prize in MLW, you are the top faction. There's no argument there. But these other factions that are below them on the pyramid chain, they're coming and they're eyeing that very, very well. And uh, Selena, she's executive producer, as we mentioned a few times already. She's in back of her makeshift office and uh, she's got big news for Fightland. Rocky Romero and Babario Canavore, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, they're going to take on Ichiban and Mascado Dorado 2.0 at Fightland. So that's going to be an amazing fucking tag team match. We got three members of the CMLL roster and Ichiban literally going to be putting on a show at Fightland. This might be the one match. They've only announced really this match so far for Fightland, but this could be a show stealer right off the bat. Like if this is the first match you're announcing and it has the potential to steal the show, Imagine what the rest of the fucking card is going to look like. I mean, woohoo! That's all I got to well, say. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Absolutely. But what did you think about this announcement? Oh, big announcement. I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, like that talent sharing. This is what we want to see. We want to see matches we haven't seen before. And this is a great example of that. Get some eyes on some um, talent that's in Mexico right now. Get some eyes on the outside of Mexico and vice versa. So I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely, absolutely. I could not agree more. And uh, also, as she's cutting that promo, she also mentioned that tonight we're going to get to witness the historic match of Romero versus Valador. Again, I hope I'm saying that right. Valador Jr. for the welterweight uh, championship at CMML, which just happened 
uh, earlier this year in August, and it's uh, it's already being tapered as one of the best matches of the year, 2023. So we're thinking that we're going to be in for the full fucking 30 minute match. Um, we'll get that to a little bit later. But the great thing about this whole situation was that every time she was talking, somebody was flooding in the Boomaye chant sound effects. And I don't know if it was Boomaye walking by the door or they were purposely just feeding it, feeding it into her promo on purpose. She tried to ignore it, but then at the end, she had enough. And she started swearing at whoever was recording it yeah, in the it back. Was a nice, it, nice was, it, was a, it was a nice little tip. Of the, like, I just love how, yeah, okay, you may be the executive producer, but Boomaye, Don King could pay somebody just to piss you off just a little bit more. I uh, I did enjoy that. Um, so as we get Romero versus Valdor Jr., it was not the full match. No, it was just a package 10 to 12 minutes of highlights. But it was still amazing. Uh, and credit to Joe Nabrowski, who was pretty much calling commentary on the fly while that mat, while the highlights were happening. And he was trying to work in his little factoids like he usually does, but he really didn't get a chance because as quick as he was able to get room for a factoid, it would cut, jump cut to another part of the match. So he really had to keep his head on a swivel, but it was amazing to see these incredible moments. And right after the match is aired, we get a, a note from Selena to Joe saying that uh, if we wanted to see the full match, then we could pay for it on pay-per-view all of you gringo marks. So she's got a point. <laughs> she's got a point. MLW is not going to give everything away for free, guys. If you want to see this credible match, go on CMML or CMLL's uh, pay-per-view on, I believe you can get it on Fight Fight Plus or Fight Network. So uh, just pay for it there. But from what we saw, this match was incredible. What did you think about the moments that you saw of this match and how amazing that setup for CMML, CMLL looks? Like, that is top tier fucking setup that they have in Mexico. And that's the same arena from what Joe said that they've been in for the last 50 years. And I didn't know this, but CMLL has been running for 94 years. Yeah, it's a very old promotion. And and Joe was even saying that that belt, the historic uh, welterweight championship is uh, probably the oldest active belt in professional wrestling right now still being defended. So it's it's pretty awesome. They call it the historic welterweight championship. They're not kidding. No, that uh, belt it's has a lot more, of history. Yeah, that belt has more. Uh, it's it's a, it's been wrapped around more superstars' waist than the NWA title. And the NWA title, that's an active, a very long, uh, lustrous active title as well. But doesn't hold anything to that welterweight championship. That's for sure. One hundred and fifty percent. Is it pretty? Yeah. Uh, so it's it, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Selena is backstage now uh, directing the cameraman to get her good angles. And she officially introduces Janai Kai to the world. And Janai Kai has two words for everyone. Kick demon. Selena is saying that she has more surprises in store as the episode moves on. And now Selena, again, they cut very quickly. We didn't even get to see her walk out of camera. She's on the phone. And she's saying that he will never see it coming. No, no, his name is Alex with an X. And then she's interrupted by Delmi Exo, who says, what the hell was that? Selena says, you should have let me manage your career when I called you in the summer. This is what happens. Delmi's saying she's going to get a rematch. Selena basically yawning at Delmi's face and saying she could care less before she just walks right by her like she doesn't even exist. Selena De La Renta reminds me of the mean girl. She is Regina George in that MLW locker room. Oh, yeah. And oh, she yeah. is just dusting everybody. But what did you think about Selena officially introducing Janai to the MLW fans? And also about this other promo with Delmi? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of got 
Janai Kai just surprised us as the surprise entrant at Slaughterhouse. So if you didn't know about her before, this was your your introduction. She is the kick demon, and uh, she's your welterweight, excuse me, she's your featherweight champion. Uh, <clears throat> so it's good to see her get a little bit more, like, FaceTime in there, like, build her up with the with the crowd a bit more because she just kind of came out of nowhere. And like I said, if you didn't know who she was, this was a real left field uh, championship win. So I, I enjoyed the, uh, the little introduction there and the, um... God, sorry, I lost my train of thought, man. I apologize. It's been, oh, you know what? It's, it, this has been a week, I think for both of us, and we're both dying yeah we'll, we'll just I, we're gonna we're gonna power through these last few minutes I, I i appreciate mlw being able to offer me like a, an hour of distraction every week from from all of life's problems because uh it really why well, when i i got the show on i'm just like able to forget everything else for for 45 minutes to an hour so uh watching fusion is sometimes the highlight of my week 150 i again i i've been saying a lot this episode 150 percent couldn't agree more <laughs> but yeah absolutely this was uh this was uh it was good to see janai and if if all of you viewers still don't know who we're talking about well your boy has got you shameless plug for myself uh janai kai has been a guest on straight talk we had a great conversation where we talked a lot about her and her career and everything and uh, check that out it's in the straight talk archives so be sure to tune into that if you want to get more in depth on who janai kai is uh now back to selena de la renta as she's just walking through the halls all this seems to be happening in one juxtaposition, fluid motion. Uh, but she turns the corner after brushing off Delmi, and she's greeted by MSL. And he greets her with some documents, saying that while he was the vice president and COO, he's got some emails that could really help her blackmail whoever she wants. But he wants to make sure that anytime, anywhere, he gets a title shot for any one of his guys any one of his guys and then also he is the promoter for one shot in new york one shot i assume is the next pay-per-view after fightland so if msl it. is going to be booking that i'm intrigued to see what he throws together might be uh, like world titan federation versus everybody else type deal but he's pretty much calling his title shot if he's booking one shot i'm intrigued to see exactly what he's going to have in terms of everyone from world titan federation Versing everyone from MLW. That's probably what it's going to be. But still, I'm intrigued. I'm absolutely intrigued. They shake hands. And then he scurries away. And she starts flipping through this file folder of these incriminating documents. And she's got a big shit-eating grin on her face. So I don't know what she... And Joe Dombrowski said it best. I don't know what the hell she just got her hands on. But this could change the course of MLW. What do you got? I think she's got dirt on Joe. Does, uh, Joe doesn't look like he's the type of guy that has any kind of dirt. There's no, the only dirt that I could see Joe Dombrowski having is maybe an unpaid parking ticket. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Joe, I don't think has any, has any skeletons in his closet, but I am curious where Mr. St. Laurent would have procured these, these incriminating documents and what Selena de la Renta is going to do with them. Well, he said he got the documents from when he was in the MLW offices when he had those positions of vice president and COO. So I guess he was saving them for a rainy day and now decided to cash all his chips in. Interesting, which goes to show where were his loyalties. I mean, if he was already thinking uh, ahead to how to blackmail people when he was already when he was working for the organization, I don't know. Is that someone you want to trust? No, absolutely not. I've said I've said he's the most untrustworthy fucking person on the planet. No way. I wouldn't Great trust him with anything. Still. 
I would Great trust. Tracksuits. Yeah, no, the tracksuit. Yeah, the tracksuits are fire. Well, it's the same tracksuit though. You know that, right? He hasn't changed the tracksuit. No, I think he's got multiple. Multiple of the same color. Yeah, and he's got a different maroon tracksuit for every day of the week. Oh, so like his Monday maroon, his Tuesday maroon. Okay, all right. And then what's Sunday? The maroon is also comes with maroon slippers. Like it's like a onesie. The, oh, onesies are amazing. I'm not doubt. I'm not saying that onesies are. I'm just saying he's got a onesie. Uh, it's got a one onesie velour tracksuit for Sundays. Is that yeah, what yeah. we're thinking? Yeah. Okay. Right on. So with all the money that this guy apparently has, but the same tracksuit for seven days a week. Well, Sunday is a the day of rest. You know so. Right. So is that the day where he gets the other six tracksuits dry clean so he can have them all ready to go? No, no, no. You're not allowed to work on a Sunday. You don't oh. you don't operate an oven. You don't drive a car. Well, yeah, but he could just tell one of his people to go get his shit I dry suppose clean. that's true. Yeah. I suppose he doesn't have to work, but his people work it. They're working. They don't stop. Fair enough. They're, they don't stop. I guess that's a loophole, eh? If you're not allowed to work on the, on the Sabbath, you can delegate it out? Yeah, absolutely. I wonder what the Torah says about that. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure about about what the Taurus says. I don't really. I. I don't know. I don't know where to go from here on this part. But we're just gonna keep plugging along. Uh, next week, SGC officially gets their title shots against the Calling. Finally, but it's not only just a titles match. No, no, this is a tables match. That's right. If you don't know how a tables match goes, simple. You got to put your opponents through a table to win the match. And we get a promo from Mance and everyone. Manners outside the arena. And they're doing what they do best. They're drinking beer. And they're talking about their tag team title match. And they're interrupted by Selena, who looks right at Mance Warner. I popped for this hard. I literally spit water out of my mouth. She looks at him and goes, hey, it's the goat fucker. I, just, I, did, I, I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah I she kind of weren't expecting that. No, she went right from the jugular. And now she says he's also breeding alpacas as well. Man says he has no idea what an alpaca is. But regardless, he hasn't forgotten the last time Selena was here. She tried to put Mancer in the dirt. She couldn't get the job done. She said, go ahead. Take a free shot. He turned his hat backwards. Take a free shot. Take a free shot. And just as she's about to swing, boom, her armor's caught. Camera pans over. And who is it? It's the other person Selena's got unfinished business with. That's right. Jacob Fatu is here and and they start talking about how he wants to go to mexico man says he used to book there and he could see a jacob fatu versus mystico selena just smiles and says be careful what you wish for before she walks off and then the three guys continue drinking beer so very interesting juxtaposition here about putting mance and jacob fatu in the same promo with selena but really the juggler moment of the night for me, MVP moment, looking right at Mance Warner in the face, stone cold and saying, hey, it's the goat fucker and not cracking a smile. I would have, all three of those individuals, well done. I, I popped. I, I Like if I was Manders in the background, I would have popped. I would have spit beer all over the fucking place. Oh man, you know, I, I'm pretty sure El Chupacabra means the goat sucker. So what would the, the, the goat fucker be? I'm curious. Like, like Chupra, the Trooper Warner, the go, Trooper the go, Warner, the Go Fucker, Man's Warner. I don't know, man. Oh, uh, we need. There needs to be some clarification. On this Chupacabra is the Goat Sucker. What's the Goat Fucker? Somebody fluent in Spanish, please enlighten us. Trooper Warner. <laughs> I'm going with that. Chupacabra. All right, and now she, 
she's she's putting she's getting her steps in today because now she's back on the ramp and she's got a big announcement and she wants to invite the mlw world heavyweight champion out so she brings alex kane out and he burns her right off the hop by asking her if she filmed her own reality show and she says oh you've been on instagram he says no he's got his own sources but he heard the title of the show was called hawaii damn but she rebuttaled very quickly and says, if anyone's a hoe, it's you because Mr. Thomas is your pimp and you spend your nights on the floor. And that's what you guys call Boomaye. God fucking damn. They were, they were going pretty hard. They this were. Episode. A lot of F-bombs and just oh, like, yeah, damn. This, well, this is a Selena De Laurenta produced show. Anything can happen. Alex says, you invited me out here, so what's up? She says that she is his boss for tonight and she could choose matches for tonight. And for the future. So at Fightland, he will defend his title against, boom, the music hits, and it's Jacob fucking Fatu. They stare down each other, they talk shit, and cameras just go off the air. Holy fuck, mind blowing. So Selena De La Renta, who has unfinished business with Jacob Fatu, decides it's better to work with the Samoan werewolf than be against him. So she goes ahead and gives him a title shot. And why not? After what happened between him and Suzuki at fucking Slaughterhouse, that match was incredible. Fatou may have not gotten the win, but he definitely had all eyes on him in that fucking match. And Suzuki, who's a legend in this fucking sport, put him over. I think this is sus. I think that this is a setup. Okay. I think she's putting them in the world title match because she doesn't care either way who wins they're going to get jumped during that match that's how that match is going to end they're going to get both of them double jumped by promocion's dorados so this will just be a disqualification and title will not change hands probably a no contest because it'll get just they'll be bedlam that's that's my that's just my opinion it could be that could go over a clean finish out king could make jacob tap jacob could make alex not get up from a pin i mean it could it could go either way but i see this as it's just why would selena do anything to help jacob fatu it doesn't well, really really at this point we know that cardona we know that we know that cardona's title shot's coming we know that cardona will be here at least until december now because one shot's going to happen in december and that's when msl will be the booker so msl will cash in his title shot for cardona at december at one right. shot that's going to happen, 100%. But now you got to fill the void. You got to fill that bridge between Slaughterhouse and One Shot. And that's Fightland. And who who is who is the next man up other than Jacob Fatu? Now, well, you look it's at, a match we want to see. Like It is. But you look at Hammerstone's run. The first match when he beat Fatu, we both said it was subpar because Hammer was injured. But then we had Hammer versus Fatu too. And that was the match we deserved to see. Fatu, he is hands down an mlw fixture he's a pillar he's a staple so much like the undertaker was in wwe like i don't know cody rhodes was in AEW for a minute before he came Sting back to WWE. in wcw exactly for two is the guy so if you want to cement your championship legacy or build your champion correctly they have to tangle with jacob for two at some point in their title run kane will retain either a clean finish or like you said, a no contest, an interruption, interference, what have you. But this is the best course of action to get us to one shot. And who knows? Maybe at one shot, 
Corp Bauer finds a way to swing for two in that match. We get a triple threat. Like that would be fire. Cardona versus Kane versus Fatu in a triple threat at one shot. That'd be fucking fire because if MSL gets to bring one of his boys in a title shot, why wouldn't Corp Bauer want to bring almost like the, what was it? WrestleMania 2000 where every man had a champion. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's like every high ranking official in MLW has a champion. Like MSL brings in Cardona fucking selena de la renta maybe throws rocky romero in the mix or somebody else that she adds to promosios dorado court bauer says cool i want this person that don king via zoom says nope alex king so it's like boom we got that you know like the four pillars of mlw kind of coming together right yeah we could see that so i mean there's multiple ways to work this but i think this match i hope it doesn't end too early with an interruption that's all i'm saying give me 10 to 12 minutes of these two beating the fuck out of each other before we get that dirty finish or that no yeah, contest. Yeah, let them work. Let them work, but don't don't just go into it so blindly. But regardless, I mean, sorry, I talked a lot. I threw out a lot of information. I got a lot of editing to do because I lost my train of thought so many fucking times. But what did you think about this, like, going off the air? I mean, I know you said you think it's sus, but if you didn't think it was suspect and you thought there might be a clean finish, when Jacob Fatou's music hit, I mean, be honest, as an MLW fan, you were like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I was, I was hyped. I was hyped for it, of course. Of Business course. just picked up, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that that's the match we want to see. And, and you know, all indications, I don't know if it's a work or what, but it seems like uh, Hammer might be done with, with MLW. So uh, Jacobs and Alex Kane are pretty much the top guys now. Yeah, 100%. And I hope that Hammer's not done with it. I'm not sure because, I mean, he did sign that contract extension last year, which I'm not sure how long the contract was for, but I'm assuming it's a two to three year minimum. Uh, so, somebody somebody had posted uh, on a Facebook or something thing, when are you coming back to MLW? And Hammer just responded with one word, never. So I don't know if that's an indication he's just not happy and not coming back or if it's a, a work as part of an angle because he has been conspicuously absent. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. Who knows what's going on? But the, the fact of the matter is with Alex Hammerstone out of the picture, Kane and Fatu are the top dogs in MLW. And if they're going to be going toe-to-toe, it's a big deal. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate that Hammerstone would uh, would handle things that way. Like, you know, title changes hands. I get it. You're upset. But why not just go back to work? You know, get the work yeah. and, and put it in. Right. I don't know the backstage politics. of it Exactly. All. We don't know the details. But I'm not. I'm, just, not I'm just going off a, a post I saw. So that's I had saw, I had seen Hammer's actual poll comment where he just said never. So, again, could be could be a work. We don't know. It's pro wrestling. Never yeah. say never. It is pro wrestling. Never. Oh, look at that. Never say never. That's right. Uh, so adjusted beaver and MLW pay-per-view title name aside. That's it for this one. We got through it guys. We powered through. Sorry if it wasn't the same energy level that you're used to. Uh, but like I said, it's been a week for the both of us. And uh, I know we've said that a few times, but it has see the problem with, with being on the rewind is that the rewind used to have breaks. MLW used to have those little, you know, six week breaks. We don't get that anymore. We're running consistently. So I guess we got to rev up for the schedule. Really? That's what it is. But life gets in the way, but we're here. At least we're bringing the information to you. So as always, if you're listening on SNME, thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Guys, we are at 795 on YouTube right now. Five away from 800. Would love to hit that goal by the end of 2023. I think that's very reasonable. And then we start going for that 1,000 mark next year. By mid-next year, I feel like we can get to that 1,000 mark subscriber list on Straight Talk and and get us us up and going. So for everyone that's uh, subscribed, thank you. For everyone that's thinking about subscribing, give us a shot. And for everyone that... uh, hasn't subscribed yet you know just hit that button it takes three seconds there subscribe that's it that's the button all right guys peace love and wrestling
We'll see you next week. Adios.